0: You're listening to part two of the Problem with Privilege webinar. At the end of the call, Lindsay had an off-the-record, respectful, spill-the-tea portion where she was able to answer any questions and things like that. So if you hear her refer to that, that's what she's referring to. Once again, thanks for listening, and reach out if you have any questions. Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. Now, another thing with respect to privilege bubbles, this is a sticky thing that I was nervous to speak to. And it does feel it feels a little tougher to say this, but also I think it's important to say and speak to. And what I'm gonna say is oftentimes when there is a system oppression in place in a business and you're benefiting from it financially. It may make it harder to see with clear eyes what's happening. like a form of denial. And I see this all the time in abusive marriages because of my old niche. But so I see it all the time in abusive marriages. And it happens when employees, if they know they have to have a job working for a certain company to to survive or feed their kids, they're gonna put up with a lot more and they're gonna like turn. The other way to a lot more crap, if that's what they feel like they need for survival. And yes, I have so much compassion for people doing things for reason. I've been speaking about certain people or businesses or things like that, but also. I just have seen it so much that sometimes not benefiting financially from a system of oppression or like an abusive father or things like that, when you no longer need that financial benefit it could help you see the picture a little bit more clearly, okay? And I think this can get murky and messy in the coaching industry because we know people who have found ways to benefit from that system, okay? And we like, know and trust those people. We want to trust that what they say is true and that it actually is their thoughts. And and what I'd have seen over the years is people coming out of certain businesses who have absolutely been harmed absolutely been treated horribly. And then when they try to talk to their peers about it who are still benefiting from a business, the peers push back. That's not how I see it. No, I don't think that person meant that. But when harm is happening, that's just not what people need to hear because their lived experience is going to be different and their lens is going to be different. And that's something to keep in mind. If we're benefiting from a system via wine privilege or other survival systems or trauma responses in play, and we we found a way to benefit from the system. It doesn't mean that stuff isn't happening, right? If you think of an abusive marriage or I would say even in high-demand religions, right? There are inequities there. In my opinion, in the religion that I grew up in, there are inequities there. Clear, blatant inequities, right? That doesn't mean that other women and men don't figure out how to work that system, use their privilege or use their intellect or survival responses to figure out the system and end up on top. Okay. They can figure that out, but just because they do doesn't mean those other harmful things aren't happening. Okay. And so I'm just saying, I see that in religion. I see that in marriages and I see that in businesses too. And so another thing, especially if we are coaches and we're running practices and we fit into the white heteronormative category, let's just be open to blind privilege. Right. Right. Like what things do other people have to know about, know that we don't even have to think about. And like the, the tiniest example is I live in France and I always have my pulse on what time it is everywhere in America. Like I always know, and I always know what time it is here. And I always know what time it is there. And it's so common. And I don't really care that people don't know what time it is over here in Europe, but it's just. It's almost because most of the coaching industry is, a lot of it is based in the United States. And I talk to people and and it's not just the coaching industry, it's my friends too. It's just, what day is it? What? Is it 12 hours ahead? Is it yesterday? Is it tomorrow? And it's a tiny example, but it's just one of those things where when you hear Black people talk about how they have to know more about systems of oppression with respect to white people, they have to know more about their own race that they have to know more about ours too. And it's just stuff we don't even have to pay attention to. It's that blind privilege that we might not always see. so it could just be good to open up to that. Yeah. Where else are my blind spots, and how can I learn, learn a little bit more about that? Okay. Because the bottom line is that when our friends and colleagues aren't up to date on privilege and then they're defending problems, we trust our friend, maybe even unconsciously put them into one-up positions because... their status or the money that they're earning, what do we do? We self-gaslight, we turn inward, we self-blame. Okay. And I've just, I've seen so many coaches come to me who have been harmed, um, by other coaching programs or by other coaches directly when really they were treated in a way that they didn't, weren't deserving them. Okay. So again, listen, believe your clients, believe people and what they say, believe that their story is theirs. Let them decide what thoughts to loosen up and when, okay? Because it's not just the thought. Sometimes it goes deeper than that. And so we're, they're not always ready to give up a thought that might go deeper, okay? All right, the next thing is inherent hierarchies, okay? So again, a lot of times based on our socialization, especially because most of us are women, I'm gonna speak to this, but don't worry, men, like this applies to you too in a lot of different ways. It might just look a little bit different. How are we creating hierarchies from top down and from bottom up. What happens sometimes is like there's a hierarchy for looking down. And one common phrase that I heard a lot was you're the expert, you're the expert. And it's such a little thing, but when we're in a position of power and then we call ourselves the expert and then we set everything up so that we're the expert and you need me, right? Are we believing that our clients are whole resourceful and worthy? And are we helping them trust in themselves or helping them think you need me to get the results that you want? And so it's just a little tweak, but it supports that inherent hierarchy where we might not even be realizing it, but we can unconsciously put someone up on a little pedestal by saying that. And so it's not a huge thing, but it's just something to consider or think about, right? I'm the person you need, or I'm a person for you, right? And again, it's it might even be more the energy behind how you say it than that actual word, but it's just something I noticed, okay? And so with unconscious hierarchies, there's like a top-down approach where we might think because of our degrees, our certificates, our athletes, our status, how we identify in those ways, there's that top-down approach where we might think, like we elevate ourselves above others, above our clients, right? But then there's this other unconscious hierarchy thing that I want to address. And it's more of that bottom-up approach. Okay. For you, you could just check in with yourself. Like where am I putting someone in a one-up position and why am I putting people who make more money in a one-up position? People with more degrees in a one-up. Am I putting people with more certifications or letters behind their name in a one-up? Am I putting people who look the part in a one-up position or who are male, who are older than a certain age or younger than a certain age, right? Because these are a lot of these are like unconscious biases that we might have, But also we can use them against ourselves by putting people in one-up positions unconsciously when we're actually all equals, okay? And so just pay attention to what comes up to you. Like, where am I doing that? Where am I putting people in one-up positions for some reason? And what about me? What do I know? Okay. And so if you've grown up in in a society where there is a fair amount of privilege, which probably... If you are white and if you are a woman and you live in the United States and you have paid for a coaching certification, you probably fit within that paradigm. And that's why even for me as that person, I think it's important to speak to. And the reason that I think it's important to speak to is I'm not going to get this perfectly right, but back in like the seventies or eighties, when it was illegal for women to practice homosexuality, like men, men had basically there was a period where men had more rights with respect to practicing homosexuality than women. Okay. And it's, we know if you know anything about privilege and oppression and these different intersectionality points, men generally benefit from a system of patriarchy more than women. Okay. That's just how it is. I'm not saying that men aren't also oppressed in some way, but they generally benefit more from the system. And so when, whenever this was the case, these men who had benefited from the system due to their privilege point, guess who went to bat for the women? The men, okay? Because of their position of power, homosexual men who could pass as straight, that's what this article said or wherever I saw it, they went to the Senate and they went and argued for the rights of these women. And that's how women were able to start being, basically being themselves without being punished. And so for us as white, if you are a white heteronormative woman, I think it is up to us to speak to this and make sure that we're opening up our eyes and to be aware of these problems with privilege, even even if it's within our little privilege bubble coaching industry. Okay. So we talked about privilege bubbles, inherent hierarchies. Just for the sake of time, I'm going to go a little quicker through Unconscious superiority. I feel like with the unconscious superiority, I see it stemming a lot from patriarchal structures in the rest in the Western world, especially like religious. And the reason I say religious is because even though Western world has maybe moved forward a little bit from it, it seems like high demand religions seem to cling to some of this unconscious superiority and a side effect of the Puritanical teachings that were happening when the United States of America was founded. There's a lot of an us versus them mentality going on, okay? Discounting someone because they don't think, walk, talk, act, look, or behave like you and your peers, right? Discounting someone because of their degrees or lack thereof, religious affiliation or gender or things like that, okay? And so if you grew up in a high demand religion, there is a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of teaching around us versus them, us knowing more than them. And when that gets modeled, we internalize that too. Okay? For you, just check in. Where did I learn this? If I did learn this, is it true? Do I want it to continue to be true? How is this idea of me knowing more or me being better in some way? How is that harming me or people that I know? And what do I know? Okay So just check in. I see that superiority and entitlement come through a lot for people who, with People who have come through high demand religions, okay. The next thing I want to speak to, and I'm going to go through it fast just because of the time, and I want to make sure there's time to answer questions. But with the illusion of linearity, it's what I was speaking to here, right? Like a lot of us have been taught about this linear checkbox life and the accolades that come with it, when that's not really how it plays out for a lot of people. And I know some people, my husband and myself included, who did the linear thing. He got the doctoral degree, I got my master's in accounting. I went and got my CPA. I worked for the big four. I did all the things and I thought it just guaranteed a sweet, easy, breezy life, but it didn't. Right. And again, in these systems of privilege, when we're in these privileged circles and we share, yeah, it can be this way. We're all in such different spaces, and we're all married to different people and we all have different parents and we all have different inherited trauma and transgenerational trauma and different environmental things that we Have internalized even if we share the same degree, it's different. And so just releasing that illusion of linearity and knowing that it's not promising it to your clients. And as a coach, what I like to really do is I I do think foundations, especially if you've been running coaching practices for a while, you probably see patterns, right? Lots of patterns with clients. And so I keep my eyes on patterns, but I don't lock into this like order that things need to happen. So as a coach in your coaching practice, that's something that can be mindful of. Like I like to make sure that there's a base, a supportive base, but I also like to be open to too, fluidity too. So allowing for ebbs and flows, right? Foundations are good. And the fluidity is what brings, in my opinion, richness to to a lot of healing and a coach-client relationship, okay? And then just speaking to how being trauma-informed can really support you in your relationship with others is really just I'm just gonna speak to this really briefly and then save time for questions. But really like your relationship with others makes with yourself and others is so different as you understand trauma because I feel like a trauma the trauma informed lens, or trauma-informed mindset that I teach my clients, it is flowy and it works around you and your gifts and your strength and your unique connection to self, right? Um, and as you learn how to connect to your body safely, because it's not one way, not just through thoughts, people connect through emotions, people connect through images, people com- connect through movement, people connect through senses. There's so many different ways. And so with a trauma-informed lens, you can meet your client where they're at, which is set to connecting connect to themselves and, and allow for that fluidity with the structure as well, okay? And of course, as you self-apply and integrate these tools, you're gonna more readily and organically see how it applies in others. And that's why in all my programs we're applying and not just consuming, okay? Because a lot of times the consuming just keeps us up here and it doesn't keep us in here accessing our knowing, okay? You'll also see how your lived experience is and you'll be able to honor the hell out of it, okay? So much so that you would advocate for others to be seen and validated in theirs, okay? How else will this help your relationship? You're gonna see people and love them as they are and have so much less of an agenda for how they do the things that they do. Okay. And yeah, it'll shake up relationships, but also in the best way. People who are obsessed with that deep, their deeper selves. And if you can become that with yourself, people are magnet like magnetized towards that, right? So I think that can be really helpful. And again, more confidence as a coach, because with this lens, you know how to meet a broader spectrum where they're at and not just think that this is the way. And if you don't do it, what's wrong with your thoughts? And what are you doing wrong? Okay. And again, there, let's make sure that when people are coming to us on conflict, we're using a a trauma-informed lens to create a really safe environment, right? We don't use people's pain points and vulnerabilities as a way to get them to need you or to hire you, right? I'm not going to stick something in that wound and make it more painful, so that they think, oh, she, I'm the only, she's the only one that can take that out when we put it in the first place, okay? With a trauma-informed lens, you can, I think you run your practice with more ease and in ways where you support your clients in ways where we're providing so much more than Band-Aid solutions. And you can run a practice based on your intuitive genius, okay? So your branding, your modality, knowing fully well that only you can put into the world what you wanna do, okay? With a trauma-informed lens, you know how to run calls. You don't want to focus on mindset versus that somatic side of the spectrum or, of course, some blend. And I think the big thing, too, is just releasing that hold of linearity, Okay, And, again, the, the healing growth results your clients get, in turn, they do enhance your bottom line. And I will say this comes with repeat clients, okay? This comes with repeat clients. This comes with referrals and things like that. And that's what I've seen a lot with my practice over the years is the referrals that come in because we're able to show clients the hold space for their clients that they have made, maybe have never experienced in their entire life. And it's really sacred ground. And I take it really seriously. And I do have a vision of everyone being common because I think it just supports this more inclusive approach that meeting more people where they're at. Okay. So with that, let's answer questions. Shall we? Let's see. I actually think, okay, so we're we're gonna enter the spill the tea portion of the call, which means you can ask anything you want. I'm gonna turn off the, the the recording and then we can just get any questions answered that we want. And then what I'll say too is that if any of you have not yet done my certification, um, uh, my advanced certification for if not if you haven't done my advanced certification for people who want to become trauma informed. There will be an email sent to you after the call with a link to learn more and sign up if if it feels like it's a fit for you. I have a cohort starting in a few weeks and I cannot wait. And I have a hybrid version set up for people making, there are plenty of people making multiple figures who do the advanced certification, but some people want a little more one-on-one. They wanna do the processing one-on-one with me instead of in groups. And so I have a hybrid version set up for that. Okay. Hey, come and join us. In this revolution, gotta call before we walk this in evolution. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you. And we ready to heal this what we pursue. Coaches change lives, It's what we doin'. This the place to be, no need to panic, see nah. we got each other's backs in this healing community yeah. Want to know the facts? It's simple, simple. When we're coming together, yeah, we got unity